Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. For those of you watching us, thank you very much. You have been able, successful in you know finding us here. Yeah. Because uh, we will have a very short session today, but it's a very important one. Okay. And uh, yeah, for you know, usually we do our shows on both channel uh, on Safe Chat and YouTube, but today it's only on YouTube. And the reason is it's only on Safe Chat. Oh, sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. only on Safe Chat here. So the reason is YouTube censoring us again. Yeah. No, so they've been censoring us, but uh, they gave us a strike tonight. Yeah, it's called a community strike, which will take us out um, for two weeks in terms of any posting, any video posting, um, text posting, and um, live streaming, uh, live streaming, yeah. video posting, everything. And you may wonder, you know, you know, what did we do? Yeah, it's not surprised, but still, you know, you would wonder what did we do wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, ended up is uh, YouTube's algorithm scanning over the a, a old program, which would be which which was how how many? It's more than one year ago. More than one year. Okay, it's February last year. We uh, live streamed the CPAC in Florida. If you still remember, if you watch that, so that's February end of February last year. So it's like um, uh, 12, 15 months ago. Okay, yeah. and the reason. You know, they gave us uh, for the strike. What is that? Let me uh, read it to you. It says, it says that uh, I have to find it. Yeah. So back then, in the, as you remember, there are two CPACs, okay, in Florida and Texas each year. And we've been going to each of them and doing live reporting there. So in terms of live reporting, basically, we just live stream whatever happened over there. And uh, through our YouTube and uh, through the safe, safe chat. Yeah. So what it said about uh, one of our live streaming of last year's CPAC event violate the policy of YouTube by having quote content that advances false claims that widespread fraud errors or glitches changed the outcome of the U.S. 2020 presidential election is not allowed on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so can you believe this? Uh, you know, I've been in this country for 32 years, okay? Just as short as five years ago, this is inconceivable, inconceivable that you could be banned for something like this. This is a CPAC. This is the conservative, uh, you know, conference of the, the largest cons conservative conference in this country. All right, it has been open, has been long history, it has been there, and it has been in the public. By just merely streaming those, the content of such a conference will earn us a so-called community strike, which will take us out for two weeks without any of our YouTube viewers knowing what happened. Because we have no capability to post any notice in the community or you know just just anything we just cannot post anything so we will ban and nobody knows right and, and uh, i you know i'm asking our um the operator tony to post what they you know post on our channel to when they gave us a strike and you can see this live streaming is about two and a half hours and uh, it started with um, previous uh, our prior uh, Secretary of State Pompeo's speech. And uh, so, you know, during this two and a half hours, there might be, okay, there might be maybe either the speaker or one of the interviews that I, 
talk to mentioned mentioned how the 2020 uh, presidential election results, you know, might have some uh, issue of integrity or transparency. So that that violates YouTube policy. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, and Joseph as uh, Joseph as Justice, you just post posted there. You said uh, badge of honor. Congratulations, thank you, Joseph, and uh, for your you know support and for your being positive about this uh, incident, which is really you know unpleasant. It's a shame, right? It's a really it's, it's utter really shame. It's really a shame. And now I I just know now we especially appreciate uh, you know the existence of uh, Safe Chat and also the purchase of uh, Twitter. You know, I mean. Uh, pending purchase of Twitter by Mr. Elon Musk. And um, so back then, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, the, all the three platforms that banned President uh, Trump's account and banned numerous um, people with their own opinion. Okay, and including Gwen Cathy Show, who, you know, uh, who's just trying to do a journalist job. That's that, that's basically what we do. And yeah, we're not, not any adding any comments or, you know, anything, just reporting the facts reporting and all the other people they are giving comments you know it should be fine it's a freedom of speech this uh, in this country and for us it's the freedom of press in the united states right yeah, yeah leave a comment and tell us uh, you know your opinion and we'll, we will be um how to say we'll capture those record and uh, and we'll save them for future possible use and uh, it's great that you guys find us here and uh, you know we have, we have a deep appreciation for safe chat and for you being, you know, following us here. And um, so two weeks later, we'll be going back to the YouTube. And then now this really got us wondering, so how do we report the midterm election? Right. So it really posed a challenge to uh, the midterm election reporting. Um, and also just for future reference, if you have not uh, shared, you know, send us your email, if you would like to keep connected with us, uh, you can, you know, please send your email to us. We did, when we find out this, we got a strike. We sent a notification to uh, our viewers who have provided us uh, the email address. So let them know what's going on, how they can continue to watch our show. So, yeah, just uh, you can send it to sohnews at soundofhope.org. Mm -hmm. I'll just post it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so t uh, take note of the uh, in 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 the chat and making sure that you can post your email, uh, leave your email with us, so that you you will be notified. Okay. Let's now move into the the news of today. And uh, one thing we want to report to you is President Biden is uh, is is having his first Asian a Asia visit. Okay. And he did not go to China, which is uh, which is good. He went to South Korea. Okay, and met with the president, the newly elected president of the South Korea, uh, Yoon Sek Yong, and also he will be meeting with the prime minister of the Japan, uh, Fumio Kishida, Kishida, and uh, later he will be also attending this uh, summit by the Quad. Okay, the, the four country uh, group: India and U.S. and uh, and Japan and uh, Australia. All right, and but the key highlight is this, and he is launching has launched a, something called IPE, uh, I'm sorry, IPEF, which is Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, okay? And uh, that's a 
is founded by 12 countries in the in the East Asia, mainly the ASEAN, ASEAN, ASEAN countries, as well as the and the US and the Japan and the New Zealand and Australia and so on and so forth. And so in the meantime, PLA, People's Republic Army of the CCP, uh, is uh, holding a large-scale drill and uh, and a training in the in the controversial um, region of the South China Sea. So basically, the two countries really just you know just uh, rivaling each other, and it has becoming more and more clear. Which is you know, to be honest, I'm I'm pointing something that may be too obvious, but still, okay, just back in. Five years back, you don't, you really don't envision this, okay? And China has been trying to, you know, deceiving U.S. The U.S. took it well. I mean, I mean, took it not well, and then just took it, basically just took it. And then, you know, China has been CCP has been sucking blood out out of U.S. and without the U.S. being realizing that, and that everything has changed, okay? As of now, because of President Trump, and then now Biden seems to be following the path that established, opened up. By the President Trump, and then now CCP, what they can do is really just, you know, just fight back, which is which will doom them. Okay, to be honest, um, their best way is not this, but their how to say their nature, their nature dictate that um, their response will be like something like this. Okay, so a very short uh, summary of the big picture um, between the U.S. and China in terms of. Uh, Regional like economic free uh, free trade zone. Okay, mm -hmm. remember the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, that was started in 2016 by President Obama. The purpose is to reduce the uh, Asian countries' dependency on the Chinese trade and bring those countries closer to the United States. So the TPP pretty much is um, it's about China. Okay, so of course China was kept out. And then, um, so basically, just establish the free trade region, and uh, everybody lower the tariffs so that the trade can happen freely. Uh, of course, U.S. basically opened up its mar its market to those countries. Well, if you remember, President Trump said no. <clears throat> he said no during his uh, campaign, and he said no after he got elected. So that that is that was that. So after that was that. The TPP, you know, just uh, <clears throat> evolved into a new treaty called the CPTPP. Okay, uh, what is it? It's called, it's called a Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. In short, it's a TPP without the U.S. So, eleven Asian countries they went on and finally signed off this uh, this agreement in the December of 2018, which is uh, two years later after the CCPP was, was uh, you know, was, was aborted. Okay, and uh, of course, in this uh, CPTPP, China was not in, but China applied. Mm -hmm. Okay, they want to get in. And uh, so CPTPP is kind of a watered down version of this uh, TPP. All right, time was went on. Okay, another, another um, regional partnership is called the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, which is uh, RCEP. Okay, if I want to describe it to you, it's basically a, like an East Asian version of uh, WTO. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> so those talk actually happened back <clears throat> back in 2011. After 31, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 31 rounds of talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and and those are 15 countries to sign up on the uh, on the agreement. Actually, the treaty took effect when January 1st of 2012, uh, 2022. So basically, only five months ago, mm-hmm. it's taking effect. And at this time, U.S. is out, okay? Because those talks are mainly between China and Japan, <clears throat> and and with all the other other countries, okay? So so this is like a you know strike strike back by the, by the China, okay? By the CCP, they they kept the U.S. out. Now this comes the fourth round, okay? Which is what the, what Biden is trying to do. It's called IPEF. So IPEF is um is meant to come back and exclude. China or the CCP again. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is the big picture. And um, so U.S. trying to balance things out and uh, keep a competitive edge. As for all those Asian countries, you know, they have uh, their trade with China. is twice as much as their trade with uh, America and in America. So to them, it's, uh, it's like uh, most of them is like, uh, you know, I don't want to become an enemy of any of those uh, two giants. So they are very careful, okay. But so far, they've been coming under the umbrella of the U.S. Um, well, currently held by President Biden. So, so far, so good, okay. But we don't know what's the countermeasure of the from the CCP, which has uh, issued a statement saying that this is this is this will be doomed, okay. It will be failed attempt, and this is uh, um, this is against China, okay, and so on and so forth. But what was or see, okay? And uh, we do see that uh, President Trump um, reversed the course of the U.S.-China relationship during his uh, tenure, and uh, President Biden followed suit, and the U.S. and China are not on the same boat now, and which is which is really great. It's important to the U.S. and it's important to the world, and it is important to the people of China. All right, so that's that. Now yeah, so that reminds me of actually the recent, most recent. Um, uh, we made a trip, you know, coming out to the East Coast, and one of the events that uh, I covered is to interview the famous blind lawyer. Remember, blind lawyer escaped from China to the United States ten years ago. So on the nineteenth of May um, last week, he it's it's his tenth uh, anniversary of escaping uh, China and arrive United States to start his new life. So it was a celebration. So I remembered when I uh, interviewed uh, the blind lawyer, his name is Chen Guangcheng. Mm-hmm. He said something because according to his, it's like, that's another story, right? It's a long story, like how he revealed to me some of the details, how as a blind person, he could, you know, escape under such a, uh, like a tight surveillance. It's really a, a very a, like kind of a heroic story. But um, so uh, the last question I asked him is, uh, according to your own experience, how do you think, feel about the U.S.-China uh, policy? So what he actually said is that um, he said, the United States is not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And basically he's saying really have to just cut the tie with the China and the CCP until they can really change to respect the human rights of the Chinese people. And he really sees the danger of trying to still try. He said something like this. If you try, you know, any country, 
any government try to say, oh, we wanted to benefit with each other dealing with China, he said it's just a dream that you cannot realize. He said that the CCP is really not only the threat to its own people, it's a threat to the whole world. So he is really advocating for, you know, much stronger position against the Chinese government by the United States. So, yeah, and uh, that's, you know, under who uh, a person who undergone, because interesting, if you know his story, he was arrested, sentenced to, to the prison for four years in China because he advocated for the women who were forced abortion under the one-child policy in China. And now, you know, over after 20 years, the Chinese government saying, okay, we abolish the one-child policy, we want two childs, even three children, right? Changed policy, but this blind person, you know, self-made lawyer who tried to protect those women and was went through such a, you know, such brutal persecution. And the Chinese government never said a thing saying, you know, you were right. So that's why Mr. Chen Guangcheng, you know, even after 10 years, you know, being living here, he still just feels so strong, feels so strongly saying that we really need to be much tougher with the CCP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... Yeah, leave, leave us, uh, leave us uh, your comment here at the chat room and so that we know how you think about that. Okay, so while you, know, you type up your comment, let's move on to the next topic, which is the MBA, mm-hmm. all right? What is happening to the MBA? Right, so talking about uh, doing business in China and um, MBA, we knew that about three years ago, they were banned to be on China's uh, TV um, for live broadcasting of the games, right? So now recently, NBA quietly got back onto, got back into China again, all right? Uh, so ESPN had this uh, study showing that uh, 40 of the NBA's top owners have jointly invested in China for more than $10 billion, $10 billion with a B. According to the ESPN's uh, report, it has made a major impact on the team's rating. So MBA in China, how they operate is they set up a company called the MBA China. It is valued at approximately $5 billion and uh, the MBA owners 90, owns 90% of the entity. So what how it goes is ESPN, uh, okay, so, how it goes, that would put uh, the China value of each of the league's uh, 30 team at an estimated $150 million. According to ESPN study, one of the owners, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, Joe Tsai, amassed 53% of his net worth in China. He is the co-founder of a Chinese e-commerce company, Alibaba. Tai has personified the compromises embedded in the NBA-China relationship in many ways. 
and the ESPN had another in-depth story on that before. And according to this report, another owner, who's the uh, owner of uh, Sacramento Kings, Paul Jacobs, has estimated more than 30% of his net worth linked to the business in China. So between individual investments and NBA China, according to ESPN, after the businesses grew to $5 billion, China is worth $150 million to the league's 30 teams. So this ESPN report discussed uh, another story about uh, of uh, Houston, then Houston team general manager Darren uh, Daryl Morris and uh, its owners because of Morris' uh, tweets in support of uh, Hong Kongers' uh, human rights back in 2019. The NBA playoffs had been banned on the Chinese state television for nearly three years and just went back in. So according to ESPN, the tweet by Mori cost the league and the owners hundreds of millions of dollars to repair the damage. The story highlights the reluctance of the NBAs and its owners to speak out against the human rights abuse perpetrated by the dictatorship of the CCP. The NBA declined the request to interview with uh, the ESPN for this report. And uh, the NBA spokesperson, Mike Bass, said in a statement, quote, we continue to believe that exporting media rights of NBA games to fans in more than 200 countries and territories around the world, including China, is consistent with our mission to inspire and connect people everywhere through the power of basketball, unquote. And uh, a lawyer, Dan Harris, whose firm represents many companies that do business in China, told ESPN for the story, quote, nobody really wants their name associated with China, but what can they do? And he continued, they are sort of betwixt and between. If they say what Americans want them to say, it's death in China. If they say what China wants, it's death in America. So that's his explanation of the situation. So it's a very long story. Uh, you know, we, we, I will post the link uh, to the chat if you're interested to uh, read it. And here I would like to thank our uh, viewer, our friend Patrick, who shared the story with me. So I thought, you know, it's good to share with all of you. So, yeah, Wei, what do you think? Yeah, it's, um, NBA has been a champion for the, how to say, people's so-called rights, right, in this country, in the U.S. They've been very vocal, very outspoken. But how about China, where the, you know, people's human rights has been the, you know, in the, in the, in the abyss, in the really in the just worst shape, and then they still go there because they need the money. So in Chinese culture, there's this uh, so-called dao yi dao, even for thieves, right? Mm -hmm. Thieves have thieves' moral. They, they don't steal from certain people, which means for certain money, they don't make it, okay? They have their way to making money. Even the thief has thieves' moral. It's very famous sayings in China, Chinese. Anyway, so I think the same thing applies to us, you know, to countries in this, uh, companies in this country. There's all kinds of money to make, and uh, there's certain money you, you should not be making. 
Right. And it reminds me, you know, the uh, spokesperson of MBA's uh, statement reminds me of the U.S.-China policy for the past decades, right? You know, in the name of, I think it was a good intention, right? United States, different administrations had the intention to engage with China, engage uh, the business uh, in China, and the thinking that uh, by this, we could uh, also bring the values and the principles of democracy and freedom into China. That's the hope, right? But after 40, 50 years, you know, everybody realized it's not working. So with NBA, they are saying, oh, you know, we, uh, uh, through the power of the basketball, we are bringing the, uh, we are bringing, uh, or that's our, mission to inspire and connect people everywhere. Yes, everywhere, but not China. They once, you know, they even, one of the um, general manager trying to just express his personal, personal view and the feeling of the Hong Kong people, then the whole teams, the whole company's um, rights in China is being banned. So how could they still feel that they could, uh, you know, reach, uh, achieve their mission using the power of a basketball to connect people everywhere? Yeah. It's just, it's only, you know, at this point, people would only say that's an excuse for them trying to continue to make money in China. Yep. So um, as you deal with China, as you deal with the CCP, as you try to make your money, and then you are feeding the monster, and the monster will grow, and it will come back and eat your life. So that's really um, the last lesson. This is the lesson that this country, this U.S. country, uh, has been learning since uh, the Nixon time. Right, and right? The, remember the story of the snake mm -hmm. and the farmer. President Trump totally got it, right? So when the farmer has such a passion, you know, um, kindness for the snake and to warm the snake up, in his, uh, you know, but with his body, and then the snake just came back and bite the farmer. It's exactly what the CCP is. No matter how a good of an intention you think and how you would think it will, the CCP will, you know, finally get your kindness and uh, just go, you know, and, and become better and better. It's not working, and it won't work. And uh, already see it's not working, and it won't work in the future. Yeah, they don't change. Okay, that's the nature of you know they are. And what do we need to do is hold the line, hold the line. Okay, hold our ground, and don't cave in to the um, to a to a to a regime or to an evil force like a CCP. That will make us. That will give us the best you know safety and the freedom in the future. In the future. All right. Yeah, and with the, this lockdown, you know how people would always think, you know, what's happening in China, how would that relate to the United States and with us, right? I believe, you know, many of our audience are realizing, but uh, still there are, you know, from time to time, I think people would be wondering because here we have so much, so many problems to deal with, the inflation, the energy crisis, the border crisis, homeless crisis, you know, all of the issues, but, you know, actually behind of that, the, you would find, find a lot of issues relates to the Chinese Communist government or uh, the kind of uh, communism ideology 
associated with the Chinese Communist government that causing those crises. So by understanding the nature of the CCP, it will really help our fellow Americans to recognize the the you know the threat of such kind of uh, authoritarian regime or the ideology, so that we can better protect our freedom here. Yep. Okay. So that will be all for tonight, and I'm, I'm really sorry that uh, we have to start tonight's show with is you know sad news, right? Our being banned by the YouTube for two weeks. So again, we encourage you to give us your email so that you can be you know notified in time, and then um, yeah, so that we can we can stay connected. Right. And maybe we just go through a few more sure. comments. Uh, Yankee yeah. commented uh, when we talk about the censorship. Uh, he's saying that uh, deep state is getting nervous and are getting tight on censorship. This is all the real control they have left. Exactly. And uh, I think, you know, it, it will be reasonable to kind of link what's happening right now, the primary, the upcoming term, uh, midterm election. That's why they are scanning through our old videos about violating the, their election policy, right? So um, really, and you can see how important these type of, uh, uh, you know, election mm-hmm. is. It's, it's very, really, really important, but it does pose a challenge to our reporting. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, Alan said that this is good. You keep mentioning that the problem is with CCP and not Chinese people. Thank you. Um, obviously, Alan already got that. And we hope more and more people uh, get that. CCP, how they uh, went off its um, tour is really kidnap the Chinese people with them. And that's one thing I think the business world, a lot of the business entities like NBA, you know, Disney and other, they still did not get that. And they still think, feel that, oh, in China, it's such a big market. And the CCP the, and the government just kidnap this mass uh, population and uh, lure people into China doing business. But what you will end up with is really assess, assisting this tyranny to not only persecute its own people, but spy on Americans and infiltrate uh, our freedom and the rights. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that's all for that's all for tonight. And uh, again, thank you for following us. You know, really, it's great. And we we all find that Safe Chat is Safe Chat is indeed a platform that we can rely upon. And we'll be back here two days later. And uh, please stay close with you know with us. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, thank you for being with us and uh, keep safe. So, good night. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.